right? I forgot I even had that in my pack. If Joe flicked my ear, I'd probably kind of come in the forehead. Welcome to Kafaru Cast, everyone. Uh, we got a full house today. Um, I've got uh, Colin to my right. Uh, he's kind of our head IT guy and brainiac. Hello. Frank Peralta. By the way, both of them are wearing red plaid uh, across from me. <laughs> and uh, to, to my left, Clint Whiting, longtime friend, Kafaru user, and uh, badass in the backcountry. Also, a fine specimen of a man. He is a good looking man. Come on now. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we've got Rob Petuto with the uh, Stickbow Chronicles uh, on the mic. Uh, Rob is in his home state of Idaho where everybody should go elk hunt, not Colorado. Rob, thanks for hopping on. <laughs> hey, yeah, thanks, story. guys. So what we wanted to talk about today, and we want to try to be as, as neutral on this, uh, kind of dissecting uh, some of the different topics we're going to cover. Um, you know, what, what's fact, what's fiction, uh, maybe get some, some feedback from the different points of view. And, uh, you know, one of those things is uh, Matt Ranella, Steve Ranella's brother, just came out. There was an article that was kicked out uh, that's been taken down um, on Free Range America. I don't know if it's back up. Also, a podcast that he did with Blood Origins, basically discussing that, um, you know, the general gist, Joe Rogan's horrible for hunting. Any, any grip and grin is horrible for hunting. Uh, some, some very unique, um, thought processes, I guess on that. Frank, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say unique New York. New York. <laughs> yeah. Some, <laughs> some, some, some unique views, uh, as I was listening to it and, and <clears throat> some of them hit, uh, some of them actually kind of angered me cause I know how much Frank and I, um, specifically help out as many people as we can because of our pages. And that's from dieting or people even committing, you know, looking at committing suicide, uh, helping marriages, going through our, some of our, our issues. And, and in the end, those people are following us because occasionally we shoot animals and post photos on there. Occasionally. Um, yeah, occasionally. <laughs> and uh, one of the other things that has been brought up and, and um, something I'm, I'm constantly trying to look, ans- look to find the answer is um, the meat eater um, is financially backed uh, in, in some way um, or, or a percentage by Peter Chernin uh, or the Chernin Group, which uh, has been pretty large advocates against uh, advocates against the Second Amendment as well as predator hunting. Um, does the money that you spend with First Light, FHF gear, Phelps Game Calls, uh, the meat eater in general, does that in the end, uh, does some of that money go back to Peter Chernin that goes uh, back to anti-Second Amendment and anti-predator hunting campaigns? Meaning, are you basically supporting your enemy or does that money stay away from Peter Chernin? That, that's, it's a good question. I, 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 from everything I've looked at, the money does go back to him. Some of it, because he's a very large financial backer of them. Um, this isn't a shitstorm podcast. This is basically just bringing some things up. Maybe people can bring to light. I've had people say, hey, uh, you know, Steve Ranella discussed this on a podcast. I listened to it. It didn't really give me any answers. You know, the, the money still goes back to Peter Chernin. Sure. Um, some of it does. And mm-hmm. Those are things that we're going to talk about. Is that okay? You know, is that not okay? Is, is, is it something people should look at more or do people just not, not give a shit? Um, we have very unique um, umbrella here. Um, you moved here from Texas. Clint did. Yeah, I spent uh, about 10 years in Texas. Originally from New Orleans, lost everything in Hurricane Katrina. So, you know, it, everything kind of happened the way it did and, and put me here. Ultimately, I wanted to live out west and, uh, and hunt public land. and now I guide out here as well. So, um, 
it's it's extremely important to put hunting in the right light and and show people exactly what that lifestyle looks like and and to not it's not all about a, gri- a grip and grin but it's it's about the entire process and and i i get a lot of positive feedback from from that process and you know people that that hunt know that it's not easy and it's not um uh, a turkey shoot if you will mm-hmm. and uh, it takes a lot of work a lot of effort and um you know being able to showcase that and and what it entails really resonates with with people and i think it's important to keep that in the forefront for the younger generations and things like that because uh this is a we're a minority and uh we really need to work hard to put our our passion in the right light so it so it stays put and you know a lot of the predator hunting is under under threat now um bear spring bear just got taken away so i think everyone has an onus to to really work hard and and put hunting in general in the right light so it's extremely important so that that was clint whiting i'm going to go across the table here to to colin again colin's our it guy Colin, you've got a background in, in hunting and, and you also being in tech probably have worked with anti-hunters and, you know, more so maybe certainly than, than me other than on the photography side. Um, what are your kind of views on, on th- let's start with the Ranella, Matt Ranella side of things and, and the anti-promotion of hunting? Yeah, you know, coming from the, the IT industry, you definitely see a lot more uh, uh, left-leaning ideas um, and a lot of people who don't, just like you said, Clint, don't understand hunting at all. Uh, and so I think Matt did a, a big disservice to a, a lot of people by uh, just being intellectually dishonest. You know, uh, we were talking about this yesterday and though Instagram or Facebook or YouTube might get you to the trailhead, it doesn't take you six miles into the backcountry. It doesn't yeah. keep you back through three, four, five, 14 days when you're freezing your ass off. You know, mm-hmm. all it does is get people interested in something and hopefully with good stewardship, you can continue to nurture that and create more better hunters. Uh, uh, and not ostracize anybody because just like you said, we're a minority. Uh, I've been in a lot of places, a lot of companies where I was the only hunter. I was the only outdoorsman. I was the only person who was at all interested in conservation. And I got a lot of backlash and oftentimes felt completely ostracized in a community because I was the only hunter. And when you're around other like-minded hunters and you're able to further your cause, it's only better for everyone. It it does trying to get less hunters in the woods makes no sense to me. Agreed. Um, yeah. Um, before I go to Frank, Rob, you want to chime in? Yeah, you know, uh, th- there's so much to unpack with Matt's um, um, viewpoint. One of the things that he really hammered on, and he named some names, is you know how people were using. Um, using social media and hunting to create um, a business for themselves. And I think that was one valid point uh, for me, but uh, as a whole, um, we need to swell our ranks. We need to swell the ranks with the right people and educated and educate people. And I think that some of um, some of the uh, more high profile people in the industry do a good job of that. But there are a few that, um, are hurting us in the long run. So yeah, I look forward to, to digging in deep to it because there is so much to unpack in this. And I, and I would agree with what you, what you said there, but I'll touch on that in a minute, Frank. Um, well, I agree with Rob. I think that uh, it needs to be broken down point by point 
um, basis based upon whatever you know he said in his podcast in the uh, in the article. But um, I don't, uh, you know, they say ignorance is bliss. I uh, I don't. <clears throat> for me personally, like if I was to break this down into one thing, like if you don't like something, then why why worry yourself with it? And his, I think his argument was, um, well, it's affecting him as a hunter. Well, I don't know if it necessarily is. I think if, if hunting was removed from social media, do you think PETA and all the anti-hunting groups are going to just say, oh, they're off social media now. We can, we can relax on it. No, I don't think that's the case. No. I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to even build more momentum in that fact that we're taking a step back as, as hunting. But There's strength in numbers and we'd be losing right, numbers. Right, right. And in, in I mean, like when Donald Trump Jr. was on here, he, he was like, he said that hunters are really good right now at dividing themselves into different groups, whether it be like uh, traditional hunters versus compound hunters versus rifle hunters. Why does it have to be versus versus versus? Why can't we all have some unity mm-hmm. and fight for a common cause? Because once we start dividing ourselves, that's what gives these other groups their, their momentum. Because say that Say that they are anti-predator hunting, okay? So they, they get the first, they start with the predator hunting. Mm-hmm. They take away the predator hunting, and then that moves on to... Build up momentum. Moves up to the momentum of taking away the, the hunting, the hunt, take away bows, mm-hmm. take away mm-hmm. guns. So, I don't know. I think there's a lot of division in the country already, so why, why further divide things? But, and then also, like what we talked about, I mean, we'll obviously get more into detail on this, but if you have a problem... And like the guy said on the Blood Orange Origins podcast, if you have a problem, come with a solution. But come with a but when he had a solution, it come was, with a realistic solution. <laughs> sure, yeah. You think you think just because one guy's little brother or whatever has doesn't like social media that everyone's going to delete their social media? The guy wouldn't have a voice if it wasn't for his brother. Um, yeah, nobody'd be listening. And to he that and he said it, and it's, it's kind of and and I think it's. Um, People like the controversy, and sure. that's that's why this is a this is a conversation that we're having right now. Because like, oh shit, dude, fucking Steve Rinella's brother's talking shit about Steve Rinella. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we're having this conversation. But but say, it's a bigger conversation. But say anonymously, had he written this article, no one would care. Nobody would give a fuck. And honestly, <clears throat> that's my view broadly on this whole subject. Is all right. Some dude is sad about something, and he's gonna cry about it and play the victim instead of doing something about it himself. I don't even care, but it's, it's good I, to have the conversation. I, I will say quickly before I dive into my spiel on this, I had lost quite a bit of respect for him as the minutes went on um, for not looking at a, at a broader spectrum, at a bigger lens. Hmm. At the end of when he said, I'm not going to go to Christmas with Steve <laughs> if he doesn't stop <laughs> talking like, to Joe. That's where you're like, that's where this is coming he, from. He, this is a family problem, and he's taking, he's throwing it, his brother under the bus. It, it felt like a, a, a six-year-old kid <laughs> that said, I am not eating dinner unless you give me ice cream. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what happened? Like, it was hard enough for me to- I think he was drinking. I think he was drinking. Mm, I'm not going to Christmas. It, it could have been. It just was like, I'm like. Okay, that is the most non-adult thing you could... I'm not going to Christmas unless he stops <laughs> talking to Joe Rogan. And it's like, that's not what I fought for, uh, for our country. That's not what freedom of speech, whether I like that speech or not, you know, I, I, I have the ability to rebuttal, right? But the cancel culture the uh, is a bit much for me. Like, if I don't like something, I don't consider it cancel culture to say, you know, I don't really like Italian food. Mm-hmm. 
I don't pick at the fucking restaurant. Yeah, you don't right. go out with a campaign. I just stop eating there. <laughs> you, right? you don't right. write an article about anti-Italian Italy. Food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, hate, <laughs> I hate coffee. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, there's people that I don't agree with and I just unfollow them, yep. right? I don't, if it's a friend and they're doing something, I may call and say, hey, man, whatever. But um, I, th- some of the other, you know what? I don't want to jump too far ahead. But my, my view on this, looking at it is, from my lens, I know how many people's lives I've saved, how many lives I've changed um, from dieting, nutrition, getting people on the podcast that are fit, people that are struggling in life, veterans. They all look at our pages and it sometimes gives them hope. And if it is shed in the right light, I do agree with Matt. When it's shed in an incorrect light, it's bad for us. Absolutely. But to black and white posts that if you post a dead animal, you're basically an idiot is a bit of a broad uh, black and white. In, in my opinion, a very dumb statement. It's not very well thought out because as much as you may dislike, let's say Cameron Haynes, how many people's lives has he changed for the better? And if you take... Um, well, hunters and non-hunters, man. Both. Well, like uh, when he brought up Dan Staten, yeah. like oh, man. We, we work with Dan Staten. He's a, he's, some people don't like him, but he's a really cool dude and solid dude. And what I was talking to Colin about is I've been noticing like a lot on uh, social media lately that he has this like December get in shape challenge. There's a ton of people that are doing it right mm-hmm. now. He's motivating people. He's changing their lives that way. Him and Cameron Hainzer, I think they're like, are they teamed up on it or whatever? I don't know I don't if know they are, but what's wrong with that? With motivating people and getting people in shape and giving some people it's, a little here, bit here's, of- It's not like Dan's a millionaire. Here's my no. point. Dude, Dan though. doesn't make, he probably doesn't make a lot of money on doing this no. stuff, if, but he, he loves it. If yeah. you take uh, the, the small <clears throat> penis syndrome out of it to a certain degree, <laughs> um, and you take the, uh, well, and Rob, you can dive in on this uh, when, I'm, when I'm done, because um, Rob is in the same kind of areas where Dan hunts, and, and uh, I don't know, Rob, if you like or dislike Dan or whatever, but back when I didn't like Cam, it was a jealousy thing, right? I was looking at what he had and why don't I have that when in reality, if I just worked a little harder, lo and behold, here I've got what I've got now. And, it, and it, it wasn't from complaining. It wasn't from saying, I hate this guy. It wasn't whatever. It was from me not doing what I should have been doing to better myself. Right. Looking at social media saying, if you post a photo, you're bad, doesn't make sense because I know, I mean, it's not like five or seven, it's hundreds and thousands of people. We've changed their lives by a hunting podcast by videos and tech tips that we do and sharing our story in the correct light. Mm-hmm. And when people look at that, they've had a hard time and they can, are able to message us and say, dude, have you ever missed? Dude, I miss all the time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, and post the re- realism of, of it. The other thing he touched on in that podcast was if you're going to show it, show it all. I think that's one of the dumbest statements you've ever met. I have seen shit happens when you're hunting. Yep. Shit happens when you're cattle ranching. Any, anything can happen. And so you make a bad shot. Do you want to have 20 inches of intestines flopping around when the animal runs off? No, you don't. That's horrible for hunting. We're talking ta- about things. Yeah, happen. we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, w- wounding of animals. You hate, to, you hate that it happens, but if you hunted long enough, it happens. Yeah. Um, sometimes. And uh, so, we showed it on the elk video that me and Dave did for uh, muzzleloader. Yeah. Wounded elk. You hit so, one high, yeah. that happens. Well, here's... My thing, and then I'll hand it back to, to you, Rob, um, on some of this is if, if you look at the bad apples, yep, there's some, yep. but if you blueprint, that would be like saying cops are bad because you had one bad experience from a cop. 
Well, that cop was bad, but not all cops are bad. Who's the first person you call when somebody's breaking in your house? A fucking cop, right? That's mm-hmm. you, because they're there for a reason. Now, you may have a bad one. <laughs> there are certainly people that um, do not depict the hunting in the right light. There's people doing it for the wrong reason. I would not disagree with that. You look at, let's say, a Cam, and Cam and I are friends. What has Cam done wrong for hunting? I would say the only probably thing you could say is maybe he's not as outspoken about some of the higher-end hunts he he goes on and people might think that's public land. Is that hurting hunting? Probably not hurting hunting. I mean, he could be a little bit more forthcoming maybe. Um, but the, the reality of it is he's helped far more people than he's hurt. And I would be hard pressed to see where he's hurt hunting. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan's the same thing. Before Matt's coup de gras of um, I'm not going to Christmas <laughs> was Joe Rogan is the worst person for hunting ever. I would say that's probably the farthest thing from the, the truth. I, know, I was kind of wondering when he said that, um, like I have friends that, new friends that I've met like at the gym and stuff that are interested in hunting because they heard it from like, say like Joe Rogan or somebody like that. But these people that I've talked to, it's not like, I don't, I haven't found that they've like went full on crazy, got all the gear and then just like hopped into the woods. They, it sparked an interest and then they like, Found us they or someone found, else. They found more mentors, like people they can talk to mm-hmm. in person, mm-hmm. and then learned from there. So I don't, I don't see where he's coming from as far as like painting this this picture of glory and, and the, so glamorous. The I point think. system threw me off too because what do you um, think we would rank? What where does everybody rank on this point system? Do you think? Well, it's it's hard because I hunt over bait <laughs> occasionally. I hunt white tails on private land. I uh, killed an elk twelve miles. Yours was much, I'm not going to bitch because your pack out was way worse than mine, but 12 <laughs> miles in, Clinton had a rough one this year. I did. <laughs> um, killed mountain goats on public land and mule deer, and I killed, uh, you know, on private land. And so am I a five? I guess I'm, I'm in the middle. I, I don't know, but. Well, according to Matt, since you post pictures of your kills, you are the worst type of hunter. Yeah, and, you got a point. There. And yeah. we've filmed them before. If and, you film and, it, it doesn't count. Mm. Well, there you have it. And so ra- ranking Joe Rogan as a one. He has money. He pays for hunts. I get that how people would be jealous, but who else is going in front of millions, hundreds of millions, not singular, plural, yeah, millions hundreds. of people? And when that goes in front of them, is it like I'm going to go out and shoot a 370 bull my first day? <clears throat> Maybe, but I think Frank's correct. Every uh, client I've had, usually one out of five is there because of Rogan in the beginning. And I'm there to say, yep, this is going to suck, dude, and you're going to have to earn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they're totally okay with that. They see how it works, and I teach them along the way, and they also see me document it. You guys see, I take photos of dinner. I take photos of loading the truck. I take photos of the trophy photo and the of your dogs. <laughs> yeah, the dogs. I take photos of everything so people see the journey because, in my opinion, part of the journey is the dead animal, right? You're, that, yeah. That's part of it. Now, that's the end result. Yeah. Well, you hope. I mean, some people- takes a while to hit that result. Yeah, right? but, that's a whole lot of suck in between. Yeah. And so all of those things, looking at it the way he did would be like, I say, Hey man, I, I work out. You won the CrossFit games. Right. <laughs> no, I said, I work out. Well, Joe's a hunter. He's not at a level where he's going to backpack in for, he probably could, but to say he's a one, like, so I'm a one point uh, workout guy. Cause, um, I, I haven't competed in the CrossFit games. Yeah, I, I like to work out. You know? <laughs> yep. I'm just not Clint. Right? Right. I'm not. I'm not Frank. <laughs> but I, I, I like to work out. So, Rob, do you want to dive in on anything? Yeah. So the the broad brush thing was was a bunch of bullshit. You know, that's that's when he lost me. But um, as far as the social media and posting dead animals, 
you know, I, I break it down into three categories. There's, so I hate the word influencers, but it's for, for real. You know, you know, there's celebrities, they post stuff. There's people that want to be celebrities and they're the ones that, you know, posting tons of shit and they don't, I don't think they, they look at their content. They look, just look at content, like the more content, the more like, and then it's just like the average Joe who's just putting their stuff up there. And I, I think we as quote unquote consumers on social media, it, we're to blame because we're the ones that like the shit. And if we're liking it, well then that's just enabling them. But going back to, um, you know, uh, encouraging and promoting and stuff. I mean, that's where I feel like, um, some of it gets lost. I mean, there's a fine line between putting up, you know, kills or, you know, dead animals and using it to, uh, for a betterment, you know, to encourage people like we try to do on the stick chronicles. It's like, Hey, it can be done. Right. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a monster buck or a monster bull. You know, it's just like showing people it can be done. So I feel like sometimes you, you, we or I walk a fine line with that. Um, so talking about that fine line, Robin, show, you're not going to hurt my feelings. There's a photo of me in his fucking article. Would in, you say I'm in bad his for article? Hunt? Yes, there's a photo of me <laughs> in his article, and they bring it up. They don't bring up my name. Am I bad for hunting or good for hunting? And you're not going to hurt my feelings. No, I would say for it's, uh, just looking at stick bows. I mean, you, you're, you've been not awesome just, for it. I mean, look at how many. Hunting yeah. in general, what I do, does posting photos of the journey good for hunting is talking to photographers that are anti-hunting when I go on a photo shoot and describing what we do. Is that good or bad for hunting? Is me no, that, getting. That's good. Okay, then why because, the fuck am I in his article? you're telling the whole story. <laughs> but, but I'm in his article, Rob, because he, he black and white. Well, you're clickbait. You're so, clickbait. But my, you're, you're hit with the broad brush. I guess my point is, is if you took um, me out of the equation, or let's say took me and, and Frank and now and Cole and this podcast, is that a net good or a net bad? No, it's a, it's a net bad. I mean, so many people, your, yours is so educational across the board here. Um, but the Rob, whole, I post the dead animals. <laughs> well, yeah, so I, I do once in a while. Hey, before I lose the, my my thought process here, though, is when you say when you say showing everything, that is such horseshit. I mean, we ran into this. Um, I a few other people ran into this yesterday with a freaking deer somebody killed and uh, the coyotes got. Hot. They're posing with the freaking deer. You, I sent it to you, Aaron. They're, yeah. they're posing with this one eighty buck that's just been completely picked clean by coyotes, and you know the guy's grinning. Well. You can tell the story, but with that photo, if the antis take that photo of a bow hunter grinning with this huge buck that's just been wiped out by coyotes, lost all the meat, I mean, to me, that's the problem. That's the ammunition that the uh, bow, uh, you know, it, antis it, can grab. And, and it's, but it's not necessarily a waste of meat, though. I mean, the coyotes got to eat. Did PETA not like the coyotes? There's different ways to look at it. I don't <laughs> I, know. I, I mean, think I agree with Rob and you Frank. You fed three bears. I, I think, yeah, I mean, what's the, what's the difference? It, it, it would have died eventually the context, of old age. Him, him smiling over a gut shot animal. Yeah. Is, is that's where I think that that photo could have been posted with just the animal or the guy kneeling beside it looking at it and say, these things happen, it sucks, coyotes got this, talking about if you're going to do it, but he's behind that thing. I mean, full on smiley face. And I'm like, eh, that's not the context <laughs> below is not going to be used when they post that photo. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know, for sure. that's you, my point. Yeah, that's my point. And so 
I agree with both of you. I think that photo, not that photo, the animal could have been posted in the correct light that, hey, things happen right when you're out there and keep your head up, try to improve upon when it happens. Clint, you look like you want to say something. Yeah. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just chewing on this, right? So a, a guy like that to have such a broad audience, why waste the energy on such negativity when you can educate those people that aren't aware of doing those things and take the time to point out hey, this is, this is how you do this in the right light. More Edu- hunter's etiquette. Ed- etiquette, right? So educate people in the things that he thinks they do wrong, as opposed to throwing a blanket statement and really just trashing everybody and creating that division that you're talking about, Frank. So, you know, when you can, when you can take that and educate people on, on the right things to do in social media and those types of platforms, that's going to go a lot further than just trashing everybody. Uh, and I think it would do a lot better for the community as a whole to take that platform and use it in a positive light than just go straight negative and, and really, you know. I think that's kind of the conclusion we came to was instead of having this solution that's obviously not going to happen, social media is not going to get canceled for hunters. And if no. it does, then fucking Trump's going to make one for hunters. <laughs> yeah, somebody know? will make <laughs> another somebody, one. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. going to make one for hunters. So, yeah, why not? Yeah, take your platform, whether, even though it's actually Steve's platform. Yeah. Take the platform, do something positive instead of being... You're not going to go see him at Christmas. Instead of being miserable, <laughs> being a miserable person and saying, oh, cancel this, cancel that, instead of using cancel culture, instead of playing the victim, mm-hmm. show people what... I mean, the internet gives everybody a voice, obviously, so use that your voice for the positive good. And like Aaron said, um, every hunting season, dude, we get messages after messages of... Thank you guys so much for this information you did. I use this on this hunt. I, I, I har- harvested or killed my first animal. Yep. And then even deeper than that, like Aaron, Aaron brought up, we've had a lot of people that have sent us messages. Dude, I've started working out. You guys motivated us. I lost yep. a lot of weight. Or I was on the verge of committing suicide. Some shit that'll bring a tear to your eye. Like this is this, the and, positive that, that's happening. And yeah. not necessarily, not to toot our own horn. There's Dan, tons of other Dan, people. Dan yeah. State and Cam Dan, Haynes, Cam, yeah. Joe Rogan, who, whoever it may be, man. There's so much more positive that's happening instead of the negative. And um, one thing I'll touch on the crowded, the saying that uh, the woods are more crowded because of social media. I do notice some crowding and it does, it does get annoying sometimes, but um, I never went up and talked to a guy and said, hey man, where, how, how did you find this place? Or what made you want to come back here? And they didn't say Instagram. It was on X or basement. Well, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's just technological developments. Um, Back when we were, we were all younger, we didn't have Onyx Maps. Mm-hmm. So I was telling these guys this morning, like um, back when I lived in Pueblo, there's this, this shop called The Great Divide. It's probably still there. They'll print out little sections of uh, National Forest for you in, in little maps. Or I'd stop at the BLM office or stop at the National Forest office, pick up maps, yep. go, go in person and, and scout out these places. And sometimes they'd be good and sometimes they'd suck. But yep. um, now you don't necessarily even have to do that anymore. You can get on, on Onyx Maps. We use Onyx Maps. We use Base Maps. And, uh, and Google Earth. It's a lot easier to, to find these spots without actually having to go in person. So technological developments probably, are in, probably would be to blame, if you want to call it that, of people um, getting into, into new hunting areas. And also, I was telling my girlfriend this last night, um, I feel like in the past, people had like traditionally only hunted where like your, your dad brought you to mm-hmm. or your family or your friends brought you to. And then you never really had a reason to to explore more but now you have it's easier to explore with with uh with the onyx maps or just technology in general with whether it be like technical clothing 
technical gear. Mm-hmm. Vehicles can get you deeper into better rifles can shoot further. I mean, there's there's a million yeah. things. So it's I don't I don't think you can just whittle it down to social media and Instagram to ruining overcrowding the woods. I think this stuff's just a lot more accessible now. Well, Rob, I had a question for you, kind of <clears> going back to what you were saying, is if if all if there's new hunters that are motivated specifically by the grip and grin, why in the world would they pick up a bow? Yeah, absolutely. Or a stick bow. Or a stick bow. Yeah, even worse. (laughs) Why don't they just turkey hunt with shotguns? Like, I don't, like, when I see people who have gotten a, they they say they're influencers and they're motivated by just the grip and grin, and they're they're slinging a a compound or a stick bow, and they're going six miles into the backcountry, it's like, I don't see how they're, they just did something that was very difficult mm-hmm. and maybe they're proud of it. And yeah, maybe it is helping them out, but why, why aren't they all just rifle hunters? Well, I, I think it's right to what you just said. They're, they're motivated because they see, they've seen it done with a stick bow. Is that, is that what you're getting at? Like if we are posting. No, what he's saying bow, is, is if people are in it for the glory, why not pick a weapon that's oh. easier to gather glory? Cause yeah. a stick bow is not easier to gather glory. I can tell you that firsthand. No doubt. <laughs> Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think that uh, the crowd that, uh, speaking specifically to Stickle Chronicles, I don't think the crowd that we're speaking to are new hunters. Right. I think they're more uh, compound hunters, you know, that want to get it done or it, try it with a harder uh, piece of equipment. But, but, but Rob, I think, I think what, um, you know, Colin is saying is if you follow the, 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 the mantra of, of, of Matt, you are the devil because you are not only uh, promoting it, you're taking the photos, the grip and grins that people are sending in and making it even worse um, by, by promoting what they've killed. Why wouldn't those people, if they were in it for the glory or you were, why wouldn't they use a gun instead of a stick bow? We're talking about not, not the direction of stick bow chronicles, but talking about what Matt was saying. If they were only in it for the reasons Matt said, why wouldn't they grab a gun? I, I can't answer that. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Probably because his argument is not very bright. Correct. Yeah. Well, think, think about it, Rob. I mean, y- you technically, and I know how many people, what you do motivates. By what he said, you should be totally abolished and, and crushed to the ground. Oh, oh, 100%. Yeah, and especially if he hunts archery seasons. I mean, yeah, he should hate what we do, and but if <laughs> I we find take that a, uh, pretty pretty amusing. Well, yeah, because if you take away Stickbow Chronicles, is that a net good or a net bad? I would say that's a very net bad because I know how many people your podcast motivates. Um, and, and again, uh, doing it right or wrong reasons. Um, uh, Clint, you do CrossFit workout, and you know what I mean. Clint's a very fit guy. Um, so, for example, Clint, you're at the CrossFit gym, and hunting comes up and somebody wants to grab some info because they want to gather their own meat, right? They don't want to buy beef anymore. If they go to your page and they see you've actually harvested or killed animals, they're like, oh, Clint, he gets after it. That's cool. He, okay, yeah, this is, this, okay, it, he's, he's valid, right? He's, he, there's, there's a backbone there. Okay, well, if they go on your page and it just says, I killed a deer January 1st, that's, that, which is what Matt said in this, that doesn't really, there's no validity to that, right? So again, the photo of the animal's part of it, but you also talk about, there was a photo, kind of an overhead of, not a grip and grin, where you were like, yeah, this about killed us getting this out, and it Fuck was yeah, yeah. hard I mean, work. 
does that mean that's bad, Is right? There, what's <laughs> wrong with being proud of an accomplishment? Well, I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's where I get a li- I, listening to this. When we tune this podcast in to listen to it, Scotty and I, we were actually in high hopes that he would make some sense of things. I literally got off that podcast and was like, I am dumber from listening to this than when I started because there was no solutions. There were problems that I agreed with. There are people in it for the wrong reasons. Don't hit the like button. Unfollow, right? If that, that's, that's a way to do it. And you don't, need to, you don't need to pick it. You don't need to have the cancel culture. It's just, eh, I'm not going to support that guy. He's not really doing it for the reasons I think are correct. Or if they're doing it for the right reasons, build them up around you, right? Like, okay, hey, guys. Clint Whiting's a solid dude. Go follow his page. He's doing it the right way. Not, I'm not going to Christmas if he doesn't stop talking to somebody. Like, that made no <laughs> sense to me. Like, nothing he said I could walk away from and be like, yeah, okay, well, out of the, you know, if it, if, if it was a pie plate split into three ways, 33% of, of what he said, I had to take one of those portions of that pie and then break it down to like one one hundredth of a percent of that portion that he actually made sense, mm-hmm. meaning there you, are uh, people in it for the wrong reason. Could you actually imagine Christmas over there and they're all sitting around and uh, <laughs> and, and and the mom she's like, Stephen, if you don't let Dan put or Matt put his article on your on your on your website, you know, <laughs> no. like, you better do that. He's your brother. I can just imagine Steve <laughs> trying to take a picture of the turkey and uh, Matt just coming over and slapping the phone out of his <laughs> you hand. You talked to Joe yesterday, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> so I was, lo- I was looking through your call history. Uh, <laughs> Who's, Who's Joe Jay? R? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, no shit. Uh, the experience. Uh, Who is that? Sorry, um, I know this is supposed <laughs> to be serious, but well, I just I, I'm immature. I've done this. Uh, we all have. Well, how old are you now, Clint? 40. Okay. Uh, Rob, I think you got a couple years on me. Were you? Uh, four, 53. I was going to say 43, but oh, shit. people are shit. More than a couple you, Rob. <laughs> Colin? 36. Frank? 33. Baby. Broad spectrum. So starting with, with Rob and I, because we're on the upper end. Rob, you're on the far upper end. Um, <laughs> I didn't have a range. For, sorry, well, I can say fuck you. I, this isn't my broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no range finders, right? No social media. No cell phones, yeah. right? I had the click, 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 click phone when I was a kid. <laughs> um, articles were the only way to look at it. And if you go, you know, photo albums, right? Guy has a, a trophy honey photo album. Does that mean back then if you had a photo album, Rob or Clint or whoever, that I was to burn that fucker like it was, you know, the damned because you were promoting hunting? Instagram is, it lets you well, do it easier. But if you're proud of what you yeah. have and you have photos and you go to a hunting camp and show everyone, should you be demonized because of that? Because that's all we well, had back then. Mm-hmm. And well, you know, taking one step further, and I, the dude on the Blood Origins, he he was the one that mentioned. Well, what about brag boards? Right? Used to go into, um, used to go in any sporting goods store or, or a mm-hmm. gas station to be a bragging board. So how's that any different? Well, yeah, and that's what I get at, and or I'm getting at, and I guess the other thing too is, I was doing this shit long before. So for some fucking chubby little, you know what, I'm going to calm down. <laughs> I was doing this long before any technology and I was doing it unethically as a kid because we didn't have any food, right? And I didn't follow many game laws, first to admit that. Um, as I got older, right, technology still, I love to hunt. I love the outdoors. Um, and, and as I got to a more of a sphere of influence, I try to guide people the same way, get all the animal out right? It's part of the package. Enjoy what you have when you're out there. It's a place of peace. 
And now that I'm able to promote that on a larger platform, I've magically become the devil, even though I've done that since the beginning. I just had a much smaller voice. Right. Matt wouldn't have a voice if it wasn't for Steven. So Mm-mm. it's kind of a moot point to me anyway, other than it was so fucking far out of the realm of common sense well, that it's worth talking about. Yeah. But I think if people listen well, me, to the, go ahead, Rob. Well, let, 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 let me walk it back to you. You mentioned hitting the like button. And for me, the, the, the valid point he was making in, in his ramblings, because I really did think he was drinking, um, was to me, it's like we, uh, as the consumer have some, uh, we bear some of the responsibility because when there is stupid shit put up there and there's a lot of stupid shit put on Instagram, we, I mean, it might be a 180 buck and it's cool, but if it's put in the wrong context or it's the wrong message, and people still hit the like button, you're enabling them. And I, 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 I would like to see, and I, if you guys disagree with me, let me know, but I'd like to see uh, some sort of a, you know, education like, hey, you, you look at what Copper Plated Sixes puts up. I mean, we can all agree there's a lot of stupid shit on there, um, but they get likes. Why are we liking it if it's going to hurt us in the end? Oh, I got what I was going to say. I like what he's when I, when he puts something oh, up. Oh, I love what he's putting up. Yeah. yeah not, and, and also keep in mind, I will be candid. He and I are friends. <laughs> we, we, wait, coming hunting with me. Um, <laughs> what he does and how he does it, is it right? That's eh, up for debate. But do people putting duck bills in their mouth, uh, does that help hunting? I, w- I would say no. Now, there's shit that happens when, when people aren't around that, um, when I say they aren't around, there's things said in a hunting camp that stay in a hunting camp. There's things that happen on a mountain or an animal's wounded that you probably don't want to be as forthcoming, you know, and he was very adamant about that's bad. I think that talking about wounding animals is enough. You don't need a visual. I don't, I don't know that 20 inches of intestines slapping around on an animal running off is going to help, but talking about what happened and trying to better yourself, dissect it, why did it go wrong? You know, what, what can you do to make it better? That's very important. But he says that he thinks, um, the over, uh, the, he was not worried about anti-hunters, basically. That wasn't a big thing to him. Me being in Colorado, um, and uh, all of us right now, and being the photo thing's a big one where I do meet a lot of anti-hunters, being able to inform them, hey, guys, check my page out. You'll see kind of everything. And that has converted a ton of anti- or mid-road guys to say, oh, this guy's not just a fucking bloodthirsty Neanderthal. Yeah, he hunts a lot, but, oh, that's a cool photo, and holy shit, they were 12 miles in? Okay, it's not just rednecks blasting shit out of the truck. So if you don't have the dead animal, you don't have that conversation. You don't have that conversation, you're not converting people. So again, him basically saying abolish all grip and grins or posting I killed something on this day it's, it's not the same thing because it doesn't tell a story and a story I think we should all be, if you're doing it for the right reason, very proud of. Um, the other thing, talking about killing too many animals. Where I tried to wrap my head around this is because I, I shoot way more animals than I can eat. I eat about 500 pounds of, of meat a year. My, my wife's probably maybe 100. Uh, my dogs eat the owl dad, things like that. Um, and my wife, when she sells a house, you're a realtor. Yep. She has a gift package of wild game when the person buys oh, that's the house. Cool to help show people what it tastes like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's good. And we, we brought this home. So if I went and bought all the beef at King Supers and I gave that to my friends, I'm okay. Cause I bought it, <laughs> but if I kill it, I'm bad. It, 
the Department of Wildlife gives those tags out, right? And they are allocating those animals to die. The renew- the, renewable resource. The renewable resource. So if I think, I, use, uh, I think his argument was people that, in his mind, that kill more than they should are taking up all the tags too. That's but impossible. Those tags, those are, tags being are allocated. allocated. But, they're, his but problem, they're taking them all from him. But that, <laughs> that also goes to the same point of like, he, he was, he's pissed off about too many hunters in the woods. It's not like these people just showed up and they're poaching. They, they went through a legal process. They got licensed. They have a tag that was given to them by the state. So you should be mad at the state. Yeah. Well, and that's my, if you draw, I'm going to make imaginary unit up of, of 1032C. If there's 89 tags allocated for 1032C, the last time I fucking checked, only 89 hunters can be in that unit <laughs> no matter what. Now, OTC and things like that, I, I get that. But again, they are expecting a 14% or whatever the hell it is success rate uh, in that unit. If you're one of those successful hunters and you move on to another state and you hunt 3742.5B, that's 37 tags because that's a 14-point draw unit. And you've killed one of those 14%. And then you go to another one. Now, if you're using that to promote, in the case of Dan Staten, now he does a lot of OTC shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he shot three elk that they allocated, and I know Dan wastes no meat, and he gives those, some of those to his friends. I see nothing wrong with that because if I stroll down to King Supers and buy 700 pounds of beef and give it out, I'm a savior. I've, I've went to poor people. I've helped them out. You're getting on the news with that. Oh, yeah, but if I kill it, I'm bad. I, I didn't understand that if the meat doesn't go to waste and it goes into promotion of hunting which in my case with Amy and I, a lot of it, my neighbors, none of them hunted. Frank, you remember the one would walk by, do you have any more beefs? I'm like, yeah, I got elk. Can I have some elks? Yeah, yeah, open the freezer, grab what you want. Yeah, first Knows, she, she hated hunting. Oh, hated hunting. But after we moved, she had a respect for hunting because of what we did. Mm-hmm. And if I had only killed one deer, gee, that bitch ain't getting shit. <laughs> And luckily for me, I kill a lot. And so I gave any neighbor that came by, if it helped, because it was a very rich and wealthy community. It, it was Amy's parents' house. Um, and so when they would want to try it, I'm like, hell yeah, try it. I was able to do that because I shot more animals than I could eat. And so I was able to spread the wealth. So he can suck it as far as I'm concerned on that one, because if you're not wasting the meat and it's promoting hunting, you're doing a service to hunting, not a disservice to hunting. Rob, I know you're the devil's advocate. Dive on in. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm kind of outnumbered. Um, That's only if you have something stupid well, to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know, I, I, I just, I, I already stated my point. Like, I, there is some validity in what he's saying and uh, the negativity. Um, I will pile on where you, you guys are missing a little bit is that his, a big bitch of his was not being able to draw tags. But earlier on in the podcast, he said, I think there's a glitch in the system because I drew two uh, tags back to back when it takes people lifetime. So I think there's a glitch in the system. Go ahead. No, no. He, was, he, he drew mountain goat and sheep in the same year, and then he drew another mountain goat tag. Just so we're all clear. Yeah, yeah. Conspiracy. Um, I, I know where he's coming from when I see my hunting areas, like, you know, um, tons and tons of out-of-staters, you know, coming. Like, that wasn't like that 10, 15, 10 years ago. I, so I, I understand a little bit of his frustration, but the way he expressed it was. But I don't think really that's necessarily social media, though, because there's well, what it would, maybe that could be a, an argument against like um, what are those apps, the uh, Go Hunt, Go Hunt, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there, 
yeah. information tag is, hub from the, Eastman. The information whatever. is a lot more easily available because of say the internet. Maybe um, it's so, posted on the internet. Maybe it wasn't posted. 15, but those tags 15 are allocated. Years. Right, right. So uh, um, no, they are. They are. But but social media has some uh, some influence. I mean, it it does have some influence. You don't think so? On, no, I on think it what? Has, oh, on, sure. I think it has influence in getting people to hunting, getting them to exact trailheads. That's go hunt base map and on X, but getting into Rob, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one, but well, I I will say that, uh, I will say somebody had their, 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 a spot that they brought somebody else to on a major social media page, an actual picture of the trailhead. So sometimes it does get people to the, uh, to, to the trailhead. I say that tongue in cheek. It's, it was not very funny for that person. I think in that situation, though, you got to like be positive about it because uh, we, I mean, we just brought it up on Dave's um, elk hunt we just went on. We were going to go hunt a certain trailhead. We got to the trailhead. There were like six or eight cars there. We weren't there early enough. Did we, did we tuck our tail between our legs and go home and cry about it? No, we just went down the road a little bit, a little bit, parked off the side of the road, didn't end up hunting off a trail. We went and found a freaking monster bull that we hunted for a few days. So, I think you gotta, um, you gotta be, you gotta be able to adapt, man. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, I think the only consistency in life is inconsistency. Was so, that a draw tag or OTC? It was a draw tag. So, I mean, again, it's not like those people that were there were poaching. They had to <laughs> draw a tag. <laughs> they had to get that tag you don't know somewhere. That. Well, I think it's <laughs> yeah. Just, I think, maybe one could have been. <laughs> I think <laughs> you it, never know. It, it just, you don't know that. It kind of comes down to It comes down to that. We were talking about it earlier as well. We were talking about a lot of things earlier. Um, that mindset of um, like when new music came out, rock and roll is going to ruin music. NWA. R- rap, music yeah. <laughs> rap music's going to ruin music. Well, um, A, civilization evolves and progresses in whatever directions, but um, if you don't like it, don't listen to it. Yeah. And uh, you're just in denial if you think things are going to be the way they always have been. Uh, Rob, you had kind of said, you know, some of his base points, um, you know, you, you had agree with, I don't think anybody would disagree if hunting is held in the wrong light, that that's bad. Would, would we all agree with that? Okay. Yep. Um, so does that mean that we, um, should cancel everything? Cause there's some bad apples. Again, you can choose to follow or not follow those people. Um, trying to look at where he was coming from saying spears of influence in the outdoor world are bad. Uh, would, would, I mean, everybody listening in, including you, Rob, um, is, is Cameron Haynes, Dan Staten and Joe Rogan bad for hunting? I can't speak to Dan Staten. I don't follow his stuff. I really don't even know him. He lives real close to me, but I really don't know him. Um, but no, Cam Haynes, Joe Rogan, especially Joe Rogan. Uh, I, 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 I laugh at his, um, gosh, uh. I shouldn't say laugh, but I'm, I, I'm taken back sometimes by his uh, lack of hunting knowledge and what he says. But holy shit, he reaches people that would never hear hunting in a positive light. So, no, I, I, it's a huge no. It, it, it is, they are positive for hunting. Okay. Clint, would you say those guys are good or bad? They're, they're definitely good for hunting. You know, and Joe Rogan's story is rather unique because he... he he didn't grow up being a hunter either, oh. you know, um, and I, and I believe Joe got into hunting because of Cam Haynes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's interesting to hear people's story as far as how they got into hunting, whether it's a relative or an influence or things like that and, and learning how to do that the right way through those, those people that are on the forefront of our industry. 
is important. And I think guys like Joe Rogan, Cam Haynes, uh, Dan Staten, they're all very good for hunting, provided that they, they stay in that right light as far as where we need to be. Gotcha. Brink? About the same. I would rate them as 10 out of 10 on the look scale. Physical fitness. Yeah. <laughs> Great specimens of men. No, both <clears throat> I don't rate people. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't see anything that they've done is bad. I don't know. Just, I mean, if there are cons, they are far outweighed by the... Well, I, I, I bring Cam up uh, off and on because if you, if you take out um, ego, uh, emotions, things like that away... What if, if, and I would be interested to see what people's feedback are. How is Cam bad for hunting? And you can't say because he shoots a bunch of animals and doesn't tell people it's an expensive tag. Could that be bad? Maybe, right? But you're still getting people into hunting. I mean, it may be selling a bit of a false dream, but. I would do it if I had the chance, if I um, had the money or I, had the opportunity. I, I, is there anybody out there that would turn that down? I, I guess, uh, what's his name, Wood? Um, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> I. I personally, the way that I look at with elk hunting is if I had a choice to hunt uh, the San Carlos or pay two grand for a private landowner tag like I did last year and backpack in, I'm choosing to backpack hunt every time because I just love that. Um, And I've had that choice. Um, I love getting the shit kicked out of me on a backpack hunt. Now, Alberta, am I going to climb in if I have a choice every year? I'd probably alternate to go struggle with Frank and get my ass kicked in the high country or go to Alberta, I'm probably going to alternate that fucker, right? There's some years I'm going to Alberta. Does that make me a bad person, or does that take away all of the hard work? I had? Clint, you've known me forever. Long time. Um, when I was broke as a joke, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. leaving work at 3 o'clock and driving all night, and ha- I, I've done it, right? I've, I've done the, the, the OTC thing, and quite honestly, I really don't want to fucking hunt OTC elk again, <laughs> not in Colorado. Well, now, is, it, is it wrong? It, basically, is it wrong to do what you like as an individual? No, that's what I, I don't, that's, that's my that, issue. That's what it comes down to, right? Is it wrong to like a fruity drink over a beer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Frank, to kind of what you were saying, that's why I want to know. Friend, I'm, friend. Getting, I'm getting to the deep stuff here. <laughs> I want, sometimes I want a fruity drink. Yeah. I think it, I want a sometimes, white <laughs> is, it, is it wrong? Are we not friends anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Say you like skinny pancakes. <laughs> yeah, is it wrong to order a crepe from breakfast? <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, uh, kind of what you're saying, Frank, is it's not, it's not wrong to do what you want unless what you want to do is wrong. And then you're telling everyone to do that. But like with Cam and Joe, what they're doing, they've always been ethical hunters. They've always promoted, get the meat out. They're both bow hunters. They both promote practicing your shot. Are they the most correct, like in wealths of information? No, but they have never, ever promoted. I mean, I grew up in Texas where uh, I mean, I learned from some people how to basically be an unethical hunter. I mean, honestly, it's like I've been to that school too. Yeah, oh man, <laughs> just wing a bullet at it. You, know? you hit it, you hit it. I mean, that's how. I mean, honestly, so it's. I think it's a great thing to hear a couple guys. You know, whoever, whatever you think about their other beliefs, they say practice with your weapon. You know, become a proficient hunter and get all the meat out of there. What else do you need, mm-hmm. Rob? I can hear your brain. No, no, I, I was just going to say what he just said. I'm not sure who, which one that was, Colin. Clint or Colin, but that was like a mic drop. Co- Colin's no, a lot smarter than we are. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, when, you, when you look at this, the number thing, right? Um, 
one of a very, this is a very common sense way to look at this. We just lost what spring bear hunting in Washington. Okay. If our numbers were greater, we would have won that battle. Those numbers going down, and unless Matt oh, lives yeah. in the lolly land of pixie stick forest where this <laughs> fucking doesn't count, if you have greater numbers than hunters, you have a larger boat. So taking away numbers. Well, go ahead. Uh, well, to, to that, we, and you and I have had this discussion before. Our, um, our majority of the new hunters coming in, and we're talking about the ones that, um, the BHA type, all right, I'll throw that out. Are they going to, do you think they're voting for predator well, management? Here's, here's the it thing. it sure doesn't look like it. Here's the thing, Rob, they guarantee they aren't if they're not hunting. But if you get them into hunting, you have a chance to convert them over to pro predator hunting. If you haven't got them hunting, I guarantee they're not. Would you disagree with that? Fair enough. Fair, no, well, fair enough, even, but that's not what you've said. <laughs> We've had this discussion before not even on my be the, podcast. It might not even be the hunters, though. It might, yeah, be, but, it might be the people like your, uh, your old neighbor. Yeah, but no, let's, let's touch on what Rob's saying. And, and Rob, we, we have had this discussion, and what I just said is there's strength in numbers. If you're an anti-hunter or you're a hunter, even if you don't have all the same beliefs as a hunter, it's still a net victory because before they fucking hated everything you did. If now you're a hunter, at least they like some of it, and that can't be argued. I mean, it could be, but only by an idiot. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob, argue. No, I'm just kidding. Um, because, again, let's say they are anti-predator hunting but they've started deer hunting and then you're able to bring them on a predator hunt and see and explain to it. If they would have never started hunting, you wouldn't have that opportunity to explain them the pros of let's say hounds. You get to actually pick out the size of the animal you're going after. So if there's too many lions, the chance of actually shooting one is pretty fucking slim. But if you have hounds, you can check the width of the track. You can see the stride. You can say, this is a dominant mature male and off you go. Yep. Where if they didn't have a chance to see dogs work because they never picked up hunting, they would never have a chance to see a houndsman work, to see a dog work, and to see that it's not just let the dog out in two minutes up in a tree. A lot of times it's six miles and you can't treat little bastards and everything else. And they get to see the hounds work and how much joy those hounds have. And they're not being abused. Those hounds are doing what they love. If they haven't converted over to hunting, even if it's not the same beliefs that you or I or this table may have, you are opening up the door to show them. And so while I don't, I don't disagree with you, Rob, on some of the people picking it up, it is a step in the right direction to help show them the light of why bear baiting is a net good. Because when there's too many bears, baiting is the best way to do for predator management. Whether you agree with it or not is one thing. They don't have to do it. But if it comes to a vote, they now have the opportunity to see the light of why it is good. They don't have to choose to do it. But at least they have the knowledge now to make a, a vote with, with common sense involved. An informed yeah. decision. An infor thank you. Well, if we had more hunters in Colorado, not, and this has nothing to do with even predator hunting, do you think wolves would have been introduced? You know? No. If we, if we had more people in the backcountry, even though we have a ton of them in the backcountry in Colorado right now, there would not be six, 60 or whatever breeding pairs of timber wolves straight from, Colorado, or straight from Canada being dropped off here. He Here's a good example, and Rob, I'd be, you're in the thick of things over there. One of the things that just got brought up to me, um, I was tagged in a question. I'd like to get Aaron Snyder's view on this. If wolves were natural in Colorado, why the blowback, especially from me, do not have them now? My first response was, 
well, why aren't we reintroducing grizzlies? Oh, they fucking eat people. Well, we don't want that. So I'm like, if you're going to go back to where it was, we need to go burn a bunch of shit down, right? Because there's a lot more houses and encroachment of humans. So we're going to burn down quite a bit of shit, right? And they're going to have to move to Louisiana or whatever. So we're going to hurricanes. Then we're going to reintroduce grizzlies. And then you're going to have to deal with those grizzlies eating your fucking dogs and attacking people. But they were here. So by your thought process, we want to go back to where it began. Grizzlies are coming too. And if you're dealing with grizzlies, if anybody's been around them, they don't fuck around. Wolves don't eat people. Grizzlies fucking eat people. And they eat a lot. So then the, number, the, the management of it. Humans, the Department of Wildlife, hunters in general, can manage the numbers if we're allowed to. So why let wolves in? So, okay, well, why don't we use both wolves and hunters to do it? Wolves don't have an off button. Wolves are an unknown. We don't know how many they're eating. It's very hard to track. They're very hard to manage. And so why are you opening Pandora's box to something you cannot control and predator management? There's a reason why the fuckers are extinct here. They were a problem. <laughs> and there's a reason why grizzlies were. They were eating everything. Mm-hmm. So when people bring up that argument, again, if you get them into hunting, it allows you for them to see potentially the devastation of what a predator can have. And, and, and again, I've been around grizzlies a lot and wolves. People that say wolves don't kill for the sport are lying because I've seen it happen. And I've had some guy on a forum say, well, what if he was going to come back? I'm like, well, I was there for four days. The fucker never came back. Okay. <laughs> so I've you know, also aerial footage, things like that of like, it can't be, there's nothing greater than showing somebody who's pro-wolf, six wolves hamstringing a moose and then yanking the baby out. That'll wake you up, but they leave that shit out. And as a hunter, that allows you to show, hey, this is actually what you voted for right here. This is what you voted for. This is what's going to happen. Now you think a bad shot occasionally from a hunter's bad. Hey, look, oh shit. They just yanked the baby right out the stomach. That's what you voted for, but Mm -hmm. they don't get that. But if they've converted over, you have a better chance to show them. Absolutely. Well, you do have a better chance to show them, uh, but but the, the problem in Idaho or the problem in all the Western states is the inability or the, the lack of willingness to manage them. Now wolves, they're basically unmanageable. I mean, yeah. in Idaho, we had to, we had to freaking form an organization to pay trappers and people to go out there and shoot wolves. Well, they'll pay up to $2,500 right now, but that's the problem you're going to run into when they really take hold in Colorado, just like every other state but is the management. Look at Washington. They can't manage them fucking things. I, I agree with because everything the you said. The public won't let them. But if we had more hunters and voted accordingly, there's a chance we wouldn't be dealing with the issues you've already been dealing with and we are going to start dealing with. If there was more hunters involved well, yeah. in the vote. And so Matt saying yeah. the hunter numbers are too big. Well, let's hope nothing goes to a vote because we're really <laughs> fucked at yeah. that point because there, there will be no SCI. There will be no, whether you believe in the NRA or not, but the NRA... No safari or uh, no Dallas Safari Club, Safari Club International, no Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, because if there is no hunters or less, there's no funding, there's no funding, mm-hmm. there's no organization, there's no organization, there's no voice to defend us. And so, again, well, what he said. Let me ask you this. Yes. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Because what Pretty I was sure. about to say was probably extremely negative. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this, and, and you guys aren't going to be able to give me a, a solid answer, but. I think it was 92 you lost your spring bear season. Is that correct in, well, in Colorado? 89 or 92, somewhere in there. Okay. Do you think hunter numbers were higher then than they are today? So the problem back, uh, yeah, hunter numbers are, are, well, no. Actually, 
actually, Clint, you'd be better probably to answer this than anyone, but um, the population of, of Colorado has grown greatly, and there's more anti-hunters now because they've moved in from California and everything else. That's a percentage, else. yeah. My view on this is if we had social media in 86, magically, or in that 90, or excuse me, 92 to 88 or 89, whatever the hell it was, the word would be able to get out. Back then, you did not have voices like you have now to spread the word. And there were guys that were like, I don't hunt spring bear anyway. I don't care. And then they wouldn't vote, which could have been a vote for the good. And so as far as giving you an exact number, I'd say there's far more anti-hunters now than there was back Absolutely. then. The yeah, problem back then is there wasn't very good campaigning for it and explaining it. And so it, when it went to a vote, a lot of people that probably would have voted for it didn't even know about it. Um, because, again, there was no social media or no outlet to get the word across, and that's difficult to do. I mean, to me, that's how I look at it. And you guys kind of throw your two cents in, but that's, that's, that's how I see it. It's kind of like you're saying, like these guys who are whitetail hunters or they're mule deer hunters, and they're like, oh, spring bear's going away. I don't hunt bear. Yeah, and then they don't vote where you can explain it as a hunter to, to help them vote. Clint, what do you think? Yeah, you got to have predator management. And uh, I think, it, I think it, at the very best, we're probably not doing a good enough job on educating on predator management, uh, just as the hunting community as a whole. Um, you know, I'm, my, myself, I don't, I don't predator hunt enough. I should um, because it, it's necessary. You, gotta, you can't have one without the other. And uh, if we continue down this slippery slope of getting rid of these predator seasons, like spring bear, um, the, the elk and deer herds are going to suffer even more. Calf, calf elk in Colorado, the number one killer of calf elk is bear, yeah. black bear. Yeah, it's terrible. And that, that is partially from a lack of knowledge of predator management and the benefits of it. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, that, that practice has been shown in a negative light enough to be able to influence people to vote against it. And uh, we, we have a duty to show that light as far as predator management and the benefits of it to sustain healthy herds of the elk and deer population. So moose, let, me, let, me moose. You guys, let me ask mm-hmm. you guys this. Now, take a guy like Cameron Haynes uh, with you know, a monster following. He's very uh, influential, you know, and, and he's putting up a positive message. Do you think it is his duty, and put that in air quotes, to get these messages out, like, uh, you know, what went on in Washington, like when, when something's coming to a vote, do you think it's, do you think they have a responsibility to get that out uh, with their platform? So here, here's my view on that, because I, I write letters to congressmen and everything I can in Washington. I knew they were fucked. So I mean, it was pretty much just pissing in the wind. But um, I, I would say to a certain degree, if it's, if it's his duty, right, if, it, if he should be compelled to, to do it. Um, I would say that it, it would also, um, how would I put this, the way to explain it? There's a lot of neg- negativity that Cameron receives for whatever reason. Um, he does a very good job, and you guys can chime in because I don't follow everything. He does a very good job explaining about eating it and packing it out and, and, and practicing. And, um, you know, he t- predator management, he talks about all of that. Um, if it's his duty to, to share that or, or our perceived views, I think it'd be pretty easy to call Cameron and say, hey, dude, I need you to post this, and he'd do it. I, I, I don't think he would have any issue. Is it his duty to seek it out and find it? I don't think so. I think it's our duty to get a hold of him as, as people who are close to him. I would consider myself I'm close enough that he'd post it, but it's not his duty to 
stay on social media constantly and find everything out possible. I think if you sent something to Cam, I think he'd share it. Uh, and I think that he should be compelled to. I don't think he's have to. But um, anytime I've ever sent anything to him and needed his help, he's posted it more than more than willing to post it. I don't think anybody should be <clears throat> told what they should or shouldn't do. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he does. Yes, he does have the platform to have the voice, but it's almost the the opposite. Is on the other side, it's it's like fucking Matt saying that we shouldn't do this because of this. I think you should make up your own mind. So he can he do it? Sure, but I don't. I wouldn't say, dude, just because you're famous, you have to do this. No, I don't. I don't agree with that. I think people should do what they want to do. So I don't know. I mean, if someone said, Aaron big following go post about they do daily yeah i mean do you- <laughs> well if you can't i mean i think if he cares about it if cam it, I, I've, I've never met cam, i don't know anything about him but if uh if he t- truly does care about hunting and somebody was like hey here, here's something that's going to affect uh what you love i'm sure cameron would do it yeah that's my that was my point i guess is that he would do it and i, I think too one thing that people including me um because i'm seeing it now it's very easy to backseat quarterback and and so on and so forth when you haven't walked in someone else's shoes. And I am starting to walk into shoes that I never thought I'd be in. And so (laughs) um, as I walk in those those different shoes, there are things that I would have looked at many years ago quite differently than I do now. And so if I don't... um, post uh, I don't think I posted anything about the uh the bear thing on on Washington on my page I forgot I did write a letter to the uh to Washington the congressman um stating my views on it I lived in Washington and this is going to hurt long term and very well written I had Amy read it cuz she's a uh, spelling nazi <laughs> and uh I I you know was very I did my best to, to do that I think I forgot to post it on my page not that I care I post all kinds of crap does that mean people, I guarantee there's people mad at me now and saying I'm a horrible person because I forgot to refresh and hit uh, that article. But what they didn't see and what people don't know is what Cameron may be doing or specifically me. I did write letters to congressmen. Um, I did reach out to influential people I know in Washington and say, get a handle on this. And does because the public didn't see what I did uh, make what I did worthless? To a certain degree, I guess it does. but. I would say that Cameron, in the in the big picture, whether what we see um, or not, I I think we're looking at it from a lens um, that that maybe doesn't show the full picture. And when I say that, every time I've ever asked Cameron to post anything, he's done it for me. Well, it's like a double-edged sword, uh, according to Matt. If you look at it from his perspective, uh, all those things that you do post uh, are apparently negative, and it, all the things that you don't post about that you do do uh, aren't aren't doing. <laughs> You said doo doo. I need to bring that up. <laughs> it's it's like you know you're damned if you do, you damned if you don't. You're doing all these things that you never talk about that are super positive for the industry, for everyone who wants to get out in the backcountry, not only just hunters. And Is then, that like um like on Thanksgiving going and helping the homeless, and then it doesn't count unless you posted about it? Is that right? <laughs> exactly. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. And it's like yes. Yeah, so Aaron posts these pictures of animals, and it makes him a terrible person. But did you ever? considered all the other things he may be doing you know and it's just like in matt's equation that never factored in yeah no i i would say that's true and i i think is um if you look at my page there's certain shit i'm sure i do that's stupid and i shouldn't do but um overall um you know do i make money off listening to dipshits message me um no i i don't right kafaro makes money but 
and I do make some money from different sponsors, but not what I, what I could, cause I want to keep my voice as clean as possible when I get out there. So when I see certain things people say, it does make you want to shut social media off at sometimes because, uh, I sleep better without it. You know, I, I, but I wouldn't be able to get the message out with the voice I have if I didn't have it because I swing a heavy hammer and that hammer can be used for good. And so I keep it. What's amazing to me is when you get these chuckle puppets online that just search out for things to complain about, meaning complain about Cam or Rogan or, or Jocko because he paid for his hunt, the net good far outweighs the bad. And so when you're like, he's not a real hunter, he paid for that. Yeah, well, let me hand you 50 grand and say, hey, spend this accordingly on hunting. And you're like, nope, fuck that. I'm going OTC. Well, you're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> um, and that's where I get like, is Didn't it? Didn't they ask him that? Didn't they ask him that on the podcast? If we gave, if we offered you a million dollars to do whatever. We offered remember. you a million dollars to, what was it? They asked him that on that podcast. <clears throat> he, said, oh, yeah. he said no. Um, they basically said it was, would you go do this if you had all this money? And he said he wouldn't. Maybe he wouldn't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know Matt other, and what I do know of him so far is not a great light. Um, but Rob, if I said, Hey Rob, um, I've got a $15,000, uh, elk tag that Kafaru purchased. Uh, will you go with me? Rob, would you go? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Everybody's going. Even though it is with you, you said with you, but like, well, you don't I'd have to, you go. don't have to have me over your shoulder <laughs> watching you pitching wood at pigs or anything. You get to hunt on your own, but we're <laughs> camping together. Um, <laughs> I think that when you look at things, there's going to be a core value. Like for me, I'm all, well, until I'm broke dick and fucked up, I'm always going to backpack hunt. And I'm not going to backpack on everything. There may be a time where I need to do something where I can go to Eastern Colorado and focus on an elk hunt. I mean, but you know, overall we mix it up pretty good. I hunt public and, and private. I don't use outfitters very often, or if I do, it's a buddy and we go, but, um, all of that I would say is good, right? I can, I can help promote you know, Frank, you went with two, an outfitter this year for goat. How hard was that hunt? Physically? Yes. Physically, it was pretty up there. Okay. Did you come back with the goat? Not technically. Well, God damn it, I paid for the hunt. It's a gimme. <laughs> what the fuck is the problem, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> it was a target. Yeah, there's a lot of goats there. I mean. But it's not it's a all, gimme. It's, it's pretty close if, if you can physically get there, but no, it's not. You got to hike to the top yeah, of yeah. the mountain. I think people have this perspective of... Um, and I've been to some of the ranches and help call, but they're going to be easier than public land, of course. But we've had many people come down for Audad in Texas that went home with their wiener between their legs, <laughs> uh, sucking hind titty because they thought it was going to be an easy hunt. And that, well, Rob, you went on it. How hard was that hunt? Uh, it was not, I, I had no idea Texas had elevation like that. Elevation changes. But I have had many people message me of, I'm shooting tame animals in Texas, high fence. And like, unless you're talking about the fucking fence that Trump started to build around the border of Mexico, there's no fence, slick. <laughs> like there is no fence. And so I think people's perception in their basement or, or on their computer, they should probably research things and not jump to conclusions as fast as maybe they sometimes do. And so does uh, the Jockos and the Cams and the Dudleys and all those guys pay for high dollar hunts? 100%. Are they easier than public land? Without a doubt. Is it bad for hunting? I would say it's not bad for hunting. And, and I think people, since it's not what they believe in or what they like, chalk it up to that it's bad. I don't think it's bad. You, you would have to be, if you were going to chalk it up to being bad, you would have to already be in the inner circle hunting to find something bad about it, if that makes any sense. Meaning they may be fabricating the truth right. or not being totally honest. 
But that's in the inner circle. Do you think someone that just started hunting is going to know those certain things? They're looking at it and just enamored by it. It makes them more dedicated. Clint, I can see you're in deep thought. No, you know, I mean, whether we like it or not, uh, we're all ambassadors of this this industry, right? Call it a sport, call it a hobby, call it a lifestyle. We're all ambassadors. So if we're going to if we're going to put ourselves out there, we, we need to know and understand our responsibility as ambassadors of, of this mm-hmm. and, and being able to uh, just show what we do in, in that light. And if you don't want to be an ambassador, then don't put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Just stay in your own lane and do you, and that's fine. But if you're going to put yourself out there. You need to know that you do have a responsibility and uh, you can... You can shit on that responsibility or you can use it in the best positive way you can. Absolutely. And, and we all have a small part in that, uh, whether you're campaigns or just a guy going on his first hunt. I mean, we all have a story and we all have a responsibility as an ambassador in, in this industry to uh, show our own story in the best possible light. Don't you let, think that <clears throat> people are smart enough to filter that stuff out? Like what's good, like what you're saying? Do they need someone like Matt to tell them who they should and shouldn't follow? Or do you don't think people are smart enough to figure out uh, really who's, quickly, who's full of shit do. and yeah. who's not full of shit? Well, I have a question for all you guys that was kind of part of the crux <clears throat> of his argument was that there are what he called traditional hunters, and those are people who were out there just to, for themselves to collect meat, that getting horns, whatever, whatever they were doing, they were doing. All of us before social media at this yeah. table. Yeah, exactly. And he said, everyone besides that is, you know, not qual- they, they go down and rank qual- at a quality level. And so it's like at the very bottom, you have Cam Haynes and whatnot. And it's like, well, what, why does he get to determine who fits in this traditional hunting category? I mean, what if I hunt with a spear and loincloth? I don't cloth? know if you knew this. He was Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I just don't understand where he gets that he can lump. Like, how do you know a person's motivations? Uh, it just doesn't, there could be somebody out there that all they care about is killing a buck to show to their dad. They don't care about anything else. All they want to do is show dad how, what a big a buck I can kill. They don't even have a phone, you know, like who knows what it's for there. Maybe there's somebody over in Africa who's hunting to make their village happy. They don't care about the hunt or what. I'm just saying everyone's motivations are their own. Who, uh, who promoted Matt to, uh, to hold everybody accountable? I, you know what? It's freedom of speech. I don't have any issue that he has oh, those yeah, for views. For sure, you can say whatever you want and have your own opinion about anything. It's just you, he needs to be prepared for people to blast the living shit out of him mm-hmm. because, well, with what Clinton was just talking about, we're all stewards, so let's rewind. Um, if we took away social media right now, um, we took away Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, where does that leave us as hunters? That leaves us real fucking quiet, right? Silent. Uh, we have no voice. No promotion to speak of. Um, and, and as far as sales, so he talked about selling products. Not all that money, but a lot of that money also goes to different organizations, potentially growing the sport. So if we took all that away, even people promoting to sell Cameron Haynes Under Armour. Okay, well, if that means some of that money goes to a giant ad of cam and camo that people look at that may not have been hunters, that's a good thing, right? And so. Some of the things he talked about, again, was through a tunnel vision lens that made no sense. Because if we take all of this away, we do have maybe more of a nap people would get out of hunting or whatever. Um, 
our numbers would go down. Maybe the woods wouldn't be as busy. But I guarantee what we would also have is the next vote we would lose by far. I mean, we, would, we wouldn't have a voice anymore. No. Um, we wouldn't have the funding that we would have going to DS, you know, Dallas Safari Club or Rocky Mountain Oak Foundation. Um, so again, social media is a net good. Now, is there jack wagons on there? Of course. Is there people posting dumbass photos with beer cans in the back of the truck? Of course. But you're also not adding the good things. And he was like, no one has ever told me. Well, if you'd shut the fuck up for two minutes, <laughs> you might actually learn what people have to say. Because as he's going off, no one's ever said anything good. Tomorrow I post um, Amy's deer. All right. Uh, Amy shut that big buck. Great Amy deer. was a vegan when I met her. She is now a hunter. That was her first large mule deer. Uh, we did that, um, you know, basically on a private land only type tag. And it shows people that women can get it done, that you can be vegan and convert people. Her story can be told. She was using a she's Viking. She's probably healthier now. Oh, she's 100%. Yeah, she'll tell you, 100% healthier. She was using, um, I think, a SIG scope, uh, Viking armament rifle. She had some Sitka gear on. She had. Zeiss or Swarovski Optics, all people that put a shitload of money into the outdoors. And a ton of people saw that photo and we got to tell that message to a ton of people that then asked, if she was a vegan, how did you get her to convert over? And I was able to give them advice as well as she was. And we talked about it on a podcast. So when that fucking dummy says that it's bad, everything that I just said, I don't see anything bad coming from that because we were able to tell a story of a woman that was a vegan who is now a go-getter in the outdoors. Well, and that also goes to another it, point well, that- One I'm second. Sorry. If we took away social media, how would we do that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, uh, anyone? Rob? Wait I, six months no, to write an no, article? No, I, I can't <laughs> argue with that. I ran into the, to the same situation, Aaron. Uh, I was up at uh, TAC in Montana, and I just happened to jump in with uh, a couple. They were engaged, and in, in the, the girl there, she had never hunted before. She enjoyed shooting her bow, and she was excited to go out in the woods with her fiancé to hunt that, that this coming year. And uh, getting a chance to get her perspective in the whole thing and, and listen to her take on everything and have her fiancé really show her everything that goes into it. She had a whole new respect for, for hunting as a whole, and uh, it was just fascinating. And it's, and it's good to see that. And, and Amy... Her story's fantastic, and I think there's a lot more to be had with, with those type of people. Well, it, it, I think that's something that Matt never calculated in. My wife was born in Canada. She moved here, never hunted in her entire life. She's a bow hunter now. She's gone out. She's tried to kill stuff, but hasn't. But there are more women in the woods now. When I was a, when I was a young man, it's not like uh, you know there was any sexism, but it was just this kind of natural, I don't want to say natural, it's just the way the world was when I was younger. Men went hunting women did not. And now you see so many more women getting into hunting. You're seeing 50% of the population get into hunting. Now, I don't run into a ton of women in the backcountry, but I've definitely seen more and more and more and more. And I think you're going to see that part of the population uh, get into hunting. And I think that's great. I do too. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. And that can't be done. If I walk into the Catholic church preaching Catholicism, what fucking sense does that make? They're already in the church. They're Catholic. <laughs> so if it's going in a hunting magazine, re hunters are reading the fucking thing. You've done nothing <laughs> to skew the numbers or change the numbers where Amy has a ton of uh, non-hunters, anti-hunters. I have photographers on my page. And so when they see that, the way Matt looks at it is it immediately looked at as bad, where they see it as like, 
well, shit, she was my friend and she used to not eat meat. So now she can, and, and the one thing she's been very clear on, you eat a steak at Texas Roadhouse. Even though it's good, it's different when you kill the fucker. And there's no way around that. It is, it is different. You, you not only shot it, you took care of it, you cut it up, you, you, you packed it out. That, it's more rewarding, and, and getting Amy is very good at getting that out to her friends that are anti or, or neutral hunters. You would not have that without social media. So, uh, uh, again, without me blasting him anymore, if you look at it from a very narrow-minded perspective of I hate my brother, <laughs> yeah, I get it. But when you look at it in the big picture, a story like Amy's and many, many others, and, and tons of people message me about, how'd you get your wife into hunting? I was like, well, she just saw what I was doing, and she said she wanted to shoot a bow. So next thing, she's like, ah, maybe I want a turkey hunt. Gradually, and then now, obviously, she shot more shit than most men. And so <laughs> that was a great story to tell of guys that have those questions. And again, maybe in Matt's perspective of it grows numbers, and that's bad. But that one to me is, is not the brightest statement in the world because there's strength in numbers. Yeah. And if we don't have the numbers, we don't have a voice. We don't have a voice. We're going to lose the vote. 100%. And, and I think it's just bad taste, honestly. Yeah. I don't, I think he could have done a podcast and maybe I'll get him on here. Um, uh, maybe he won't want to come on after we do this one. But um, <laughs> I think that he could come about it from a totally different approach and have a great voice of what he was trying to say. Blasting one of the most influential men in the history of the United States. Well, shit, in the history of the world. Joe Rogan is more powerful than CNN. Um, so blasting him to death doesn't really make any sense when he's a voice for hunting. Is it the views and the, the, the ideals of, of Matt? No. but. If you could have said, uh, hey, you know, I don't know with Joe how much he's helping. What do you guys think and have a conversation about it? Okay. And he can express his views as he wants Joe to do him a, a more of a do-it-yourself hunt, which actually he has done with Ranella. Um, just getting on there and having a haterade for an hour made no sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, and believe me, I'm a guy that'll get on a haterade every now and then, but it's generally in defense of hunting and ding-dongs like this. Yeah. Rob? Amen. Well... Yeah, I, I, pro, I probably, oh, I got in a very spirited uh, text uh, string over this uh, Matt Ranella thing, and, and I was d defending him in the beginning I, until I listened to the very end. Uh, I probably was hearing a message in there that maybe he wasn't saying, but, uh, you know, maybe I was putting that message in. I was hearing what wasn't being said. But to me, it was the, um, the people on, on social media that are posting dumb shit. I mean, I guess that's where I was agreeing with him, whether he was saying that or not, but that's, that's where my mind went. So like there, there is, if you, go ahead. if you listen to what he said, you need to shut down Stickwell Chronicles tomorrow. Oh no, I trust me. I, <laughs> I did hear, I did hear part of that. And then that's why I said I was walking a fine line, uh, to, to what he was saying. But, uh, to me, the, it, there is an issue. There is an issue to me of negative, uh, it doesn't mean to be negative, but there's shit on social media that is going to hurt us. And that does hurt us. And that's, I guess that's the approach I was taking. And maybe we just need better outreach to those folks who are doing dumb things on social media and say, Hey man, you know, uh, I appreciate that you're getting into this, but you know, there's some etiquette that goes along with hunting. Uh, you know, just like anything, you know, like when you're learning, do get on the, uh, the boat ramp, you know, like, 
there is etiquette. There are certain things that if this is the first time you've ever done it, you may get out there and you're having a great time and all of a sudden people are giving you weird looks. And you're like, well, what, what am I doing wrong? And like, man, you really shouldn't be doing that. You know, somebody reached out to that young man who posted that coyote eating deer and I was like, hey, you know, congratulations, you recovered that deer. That's going to be a great mount, but you really should not post uh, a grip and grin with a deer that looks like a skeleton. You know, uh, I think better outreach is if Matt reached out to people or use Steven's platform as an outreach program to young dumb hunters or old dumb hunters, that would be way better than just saying, hey, delete everything, get off, go live in a hole, it's over. A hundred percent right. You you obviously speak, you sound like you speak way better than I do, you communicate way better than I do, because I was, I was told that my p- pussy hurt and that it should toughen up. <laughs> you say that to him? So maybe my approach was wrong, but hey, I thanked you- him for that observation. And that I would work on that. I don't think that was me. Who was that? <laughs> Some dude. I, you know, usually I, it, I'd lose my shit over that, but I just told him, thank you for the observation. And I will work on toughening it up. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> I, I think, um, and we don't, we don't have to dive down um, the second portion of this too much because I think this portion will cause enough of a shitstorm probably. Um, the uh, meeting with Steve Ranella and the Chernin group, we can, we can discuss that or maybe I'll get Steve on here. But the, the one thing I think if you take away anything of this uh, from this is, um, Clint, you said it best, we are, we are all voices um, of the outdoor community. Promote accordingly, right? Correct. Put your yep. best foot forward. Tell the whole story. When I say the whole story, make sure they understand you're just not out there killing shit, leaving it lay. You're getting it out. Um, you know, the whole, the whole spiel, get it out there in a, in a positive light. And if you're going to post photos, make them very presentable and ethical photos and make sure that it's not just a grip and grin all the time. It's also the adventure in it uh, to policing their own uh, or our own. Uh, I think that um, if you send a message to maybe that, that we were just talking about the guy uh, with a coyote. I, I think that if you send a message said, Hey man, please don't take this the wrong way. But um, I know you got some good comments on there, but there's a lot of back channel stuff going on as well. And, Maybe next time, you know, don't do a grip and grin. You, you don't need that. Um, uh, I know one of my friends did one, and I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand why you'd get behind a, an animal that you'd shot three weeks earlier. It, it wasn't for me. I don't dislike the guy uh, because of it. But, um, again, policing your own, and occasionally when you need to speak up, you know, maybe, maybe speaking up. Um, and, and, again, at the end of all of this, no one really knows who Matt Ranella is only because of his, his brother. Um, what he said really probably doesn't affect anything very much other than it's a great um, conversation piece. But I think it's good enough to bring this up that this podcast will be a good podcast for people to listen to because of what Matt had said engaged in a conversation where we can all talk about what I just mentioned. Best yeah. foot forward, things like that. Yeah, this is yeah. the other side of the coin, right? Um, you know, and... and Steve Rinella has done a great job. Uh, he's used his voice in a, in a very good light. I've had a lot of people, some personal friends and family have even reached out to me and, and not really knowing about hunting and hunting out West. And they're like, man, I saw this, this Rinella show. And is that what you do? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, yeah, pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's the story. And, um, you know, that, that is what we need. And division is certainly not, not the way to go with, yeah. with where we're at in today's climate. So. Um, you know, this is the other side of the coin. And, and I think what we're doing here today is offering some solutions to that rather than just shitting on everything, which is what we 
don't yeah. need to do. Yeah, and I, I agree. And I think, you know, you can shit on all you want when we get off this and nobody's going to hear it, sure, right? You sure. want to talk crap, go <laughs> ahead. I mean, I don't, but um, I, I, again, I'm going to bring up, um, well, let's bring up someone that we've poked fun of because of flat berms occasionally. It's Hush. Um, mm-hmm. Is Hush, Hush Life and that crew, B-Mac and those guys, um, I got a message recently that somebody said, why do I hate Hush so much? And I'm like, I don't hate them. They're just not my people. Like yeah. when I say that, meaning, uh, Clint, I could not see for you for five years. We could head out and go hunting. Sure. Right. All right. And, and, and that's not to say they're bad people. They're just not my crew of people. And that doesn't, I, I said, look, they do a lot of good things for the community. I don't, I don't have an issue with them. I'm like, now don't get me wrong. It could be hush or Jesus Christ. If they got a flat brim on, I'm probably going to poke a joke. Right. And, <laughs> or skinny jeans. Right. That's just me. And I'm going to get called the dumb redneck that wears his hat backwards. Well, I am a dumb redneck who wears my hat backwards. I can't argue with that. So I, I, I don't think that when you look at somebody like Hush, they've got a, uh, do I agree with everything they say? Nah, fuck, I don't agree with everything you guys say, right? But I don't dislike Hush. Now, if, because I made a few flat brim comments, those aren't stopping, right? And I, I, I make fun of flat brims. But uh, Alex Nestor, one of my best friends, wears a flat brim. So I make fun of him too. So mm-hmm. again, I don't dislike them. I think they have a good voice for the most part, not everything for hunting but I'm not going to go hunting with them because they're just not my people, but I don't dislike them. And so I think that happens a lot in, in social media of uh, if they don't, if they aren't like you, you dislike them. Well, yeah. you, you don't want them shut down because you, you yeah, don't no. necessarily disagree with them. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I mean, you're not going to just trash them online or your platform because you don't agree with what they do. Um, you're just not going to, that's just not your flavor, right? I mean, yeah. No, on. believe me, if I dislike you that much, you're, you're going to know. You'll know. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and again, like uh, the, the guy that I actually tried to call BMAC to be like, hey, dude, I don't believe me. You'll know if I don't like you. Like I, you guys do great things and they raise a lot of money and things like that. Uh, did they come up the same way I did? No, um, they did not. And, and is there anything wrong with that? I don't think you should be raised by an alcoholic father road hunting, right? That's how I was raised. <laughs> so I'm not saying the way I was raised was right. It's just different. different and so- yeah, different strokes for different. If we all, Frank, we need a Joe Dirt analogy here. What? Life's a garden, dig it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if we all, and, and again, like uh, Rob, there's someone we mentioned on this podcast, and, and I'm not bringing up names. I know you, you probably don't like. Um, is that bad, good, or indifferent? You just choose not to follow them. Nothing wrong go. with that. Very simple. Yeah, it's, pre- it's super simple. And Rob, in the beginning, you didn't like, well, you still don't like me. You just didn't like me for different reasons in the beginning. Um, <laughs> and so I, I don't think there's anything, you can have an intelligent conversation for a greater good with someone you disagree with without cancel culture, without yelling and screaming. Now I could get do that at some point, but I don't, I don't think the world is going in the right direction because we don't allow that anymore. I don't like you, you suck, whatever. I mean, you, you can talk to people about your differences and come up with a, a solution to it or walk away with mutual respect once you know where they're, where they're coming from. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm rambling now. But. No, especially if you have a common well, interest. Yeah. Look at potheads. Exactly. How many potheads dislike each other? They love, everybody gets along with your pothead. Everybody loves Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, somebody said it earlier that we had to stick together. And, and uh, Aaron, to what you just said, I mean, it is like a family, right? Because there's brothers and sisters that I dislike in my family strongly, <laughs> but if anybody was going to take a swing at them, man, I'm all in. Right. So we can have our disagreements, um, uh, you know, whether it's weapons choices or, or all that, but at a much lower level when hunting gets attacked, like it has been in so many States, man, we need to just put our differences aside and all stand together. And, and I think that's, 
that gets lost. Uh, for sure. And I'm trying to think of something that uh, I would say that, um, that, because that, I, I don't know, anymore, everything's kind of white noise to me. I read it and just, if I don't like it, I swipe on or whatever. But pe- people, there are definitely people that I could bring up right now that are probably in it for the wrong reasons. Even with that, is that a bad? I, I mean, that's a, okay, they're trying to shoot an animal to get on social. Yeah, that's not my thing, right? But I, I'm a hypocrite. I post not all the animals I shoot, but I post animals I shoot on there. But if they're a good spokesman or advocate for hunting, man, it'd be a hard time. It'd be hard. Clint, you're in deep thought. Well, you guys. I'm are. listening. What, I'm listening. What are you thinking? Uh, no, I, you know, talk this conversation today, uh, you know, and what we should do as ambassadors in the sport. We've got some changes coming down the line here in Colorado. Uh, you know, CPW is talking about making some changes, possibly cutting OTC. Make, we're making archers wear orange, orange mm-hmm. during muzzleloader season. I There's can't a, wait to be a Wyoming resident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When are we moving? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, we have to take a look at those things and, and how can we have an impact on those, on those decisions, right? Uh, and that's, that's the really important shit. And that's right now. That's right now. Uh, what can you do now in the present? And that's talk about those things. And what are the pros and cons? And educate people into, into the benefits of those decisions. And well, and people are going to make mistakes, I think. I, I mean, for instance, I'm not going to say this person's name, but a couple years ago, a hunting influencer who- it rhyme, I, What does it rhyme with? It doesn't rhyme with anything. <laughs> you'll know who I'm talking about. A hunting influencer who has a big following and I think is generally always positive, killed a, a, a bear with a spear. And videotaped it. It was Josh Bomar. I'll say it for you. Bosch, yeah, Bosch Jomar. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think he lost a lot of respect with hunters. I think it was a really bad move to video that. But I don't now, I'm not now like, you know what? Fuck Josh Bomar. I'm never going to do anything. And I, I, I just go, that was a big mistake. I don't, and he should never do that again. Now, if all he was doing was spearing shit, I'd be like, I'm not following this guy. And somebody needs to stop him. But I'm just saying, people can make mistakes too. Yeah. And I, I, I only, I don't mind bringing up Josh because I've talked to him. I mean, he's quirky, but. You know, my thing was, dude, that was badass. Don't post that shit. You know, I was like, <laughs> I'd be the first one to go spear a bear. I, I don't, but I'm not posting that shit on YouTube. And I'm certainly not smearing blood on my eyeballs after it runs away. But again, if I said, hey guys, let's go spear bears next year. I, I, who's saying no in the group? Any of you guys? I try it. <laughs> I'm in. I probably wouldn't because I've done that with hogs and that was. It's that a, was, I will say I've done it. it is that a was show. Western, is it illegal? Yeah. Is it some places it is? No, is it illegal? Like, say if you, um, you ever wanted to like, uh, hunt like a high country mule deer with like a, with like a boulder? <laughs> Dude, I can barely kill one with a fucking recurve. No, how frowned upon, <laughs> how frowned upon is that? I so, don't know. but anyway, Rob, would you, sorry. would you spear a bear? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So I get where you're coming from though. Cause the, the hog thing does get Western as shit. So do we talk about it? Fuck, I wouldn't. Oh, hell no. no. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no, I brought it up before. I masturbate all the time in the shower. I don't need to fucking tell everyone, right? There needs to be no documentation of that. You I just did. It. We uh, all do. But it's to prove a point, Rob. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I, do it. I do it mentally. You are lying. I'm doing it right now. Uh, <laughs> but again, there are certain things that you just don't bring to the public side. Mm. By Matt's rationale, everything should be there or nothing. Well, there are certain things you just don't talk about. I mean, there's things that happen. Um, do we have wives? And you know, yeah, we don't talk about it all the time. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, I just think, and Clint said it best earlier, if you are a, a spear of influence all the way down to the bottom of the barrel, just getting into hunting, the steps you take forward, you're going to have left or the right lane. The right lane is uh, putting hunting in the best of light. 
is spearing a bear doing that? A fucking no. No. All right. I I've stabbed hogs before, right? With, with oh, man. knives. Oh man. I, I can't wait to do it again. How many videos have you seen me spearing and stabbing hogs? Yeah, that's because it's a bad fucking idea, so don't do it. <laughs> and so, but again, I like to do it, and they're a nuisance and everything else, and more conflict, whatever. Just leave it out of the equation. Don't put it on there. But I think if you shoot a, a, a great a, a doe all the way to a great whitetail, yeah, get behind it. Tell a story. What'd you do? Did, did, you know, did you, was it traveling from bed to feed, feed to bed, whatever? Me running after a pig with a spear, yeah, we don't need to talk about that shit. And that's just common sense and promoting hunting accordingly. Uh, the Josh Bomar thing, I think it was cool. I'm like, why the fuck would you put that on YouTube? No, absolutely. And I, <laughs> think, I think Josh feels the same. I mean, I don't know Josh at all, but I'm sure if you talk to him about it now, candidly, he'd probably be like, yeah, probably wasn't the best idea to do that. <laughs> right when uh, I saw it, how I about, was like, oh. How about shooting a whole family of uh, uh, monkeys and then putting it on social media? Oh, man. Well, yeah. I, that's another Remember buddy of mine. So this is what happened with that. Um, it, Blake, he's, he's, was, he was actually a member of the Idaho um, Bowhunter chapter. He was a commissioner of the, oh, yeah, shit. he was a commissioner of the fishing game in Idaho. Oh, so what, what he did and uh, probably not the brightest thing in the world to do. If you are over there, no one likes those fuckers. Okay. They're horrible. <laughs> no one likes them. Um, and when I say no one, everyone wants them dead, right? The monkeys. Monkeys. Yeah. yeah or bad, whatever the fuck whatever. they are. They're mean little fuckers. So he shot a whole family. Lined him up. <laughs> oh my Christ. God. Took a picture where he went wrong was he emailed that to a few people. Well, not all your friends are always your friends. And that went viral. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know Blake. I get along with Blake. Some people don't. Um, would I shoot a whole family of monkeys? Maybe. Probably. <laughs> would I post about it? No. Now what I can say is when in Rome, when you're there and the whole tri or the whole village is saying, shoot every fucking one of them. Okay, should you line them up in a family from oldest to youngest? Probably not. But <laughs> oh that's where, again, making smart decisions. Like, there's certain shit that happens where I'm like, do not take a fucking photo of this to, to people at camp or whatever, because it's just, and when I say it's not because it's illegal, but you don't want to see intestines hanging out of an animal, did right? You, did you guys see the photo um, of the lady who just killed an elk in, I don't know, probably Idaho? She had her kid with her, then she had a baby and she was breastfeeding. No. Jesus you didn't see Christ. that one yet? Oh, That's God. different. <laughs> well, I mean, different. so it's like in Texas, we, we've, we've taken out the, the mammary glands of does and drank the milk. We wouldn't ever post that. No. When we, I, this is the first time I've really ever talked to anybody about it outside of camp. Because when, you, when, you, when you're doing it, it's tar totally part of the process. It's like Frank was talking about earlier. He's, you know, slipped off some liver, dipped it in bile and eaten it raw. Is that something you need to be taking a video of and showing? Maybe not. Uh, but it doesn't mean that it's not part, you know, part of the whole process. I think that's one thing. And believe me, I'm not the biggest Steven Ranella fan because of the, the churning part. But one of the things he was good at was explaining the different parts of the animal and how they don't go to waste. Now, I don't eat liver and I don't, I don't Jesus could tell me to eat liver. I'm not eating the <laughs> fucking liver, right? It's like eating the oil filter. It's just not for me. But I eat the heart. Um, we take all the animal, the meat out. And anyway. He did a very good job of explaining that to the world. I, I think Correct. he did an amazing yeah. job. Correct. Um, the other things I'm talking about are totally separate with, with Stephen. And, and he's very good at, they do tons of videos of what he's cooking. He's written, what, two cookbooks? Mm -hmm. I, I can't read, so I haven't seen him. I looked at the pictures. Um, <laughs> but all great for hunting, right? You can't argue with, with that. And he's been a great spokesman for that. Um, having said that, again, 
what he's doing promoting it is a lot different than promoting the spearing of a bear, right? Now, if Josh would have speared it, short track job, broke it open, you know, showed him cleaning it, cooking it, whatever, he would have gained back some dumbass, right? For he sure. would have went from maybe dumbass to dumb shit. Are you rating him? Yes. Well, I'm looking at it from my perspective of, yeah, so I guess I am for me. Oh, is, damn it. Why, when Here he did go. that, it looked like a big penis. He wanted to look yeah. awesome. And that's where he went wrong. Um, I, I think, and he could have said, you know, I speared this animal. Um, I wanted to see, you know, what could it be done or whatever. But he, I don't, do you remember the video? Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the fucking GoPro swirling. And oh, he yeah. smears blood on his, I'm like, you oh, fucking like, moron. He went Tim Wells style. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, so that's where I, I mean, it's like shooting a bear, no problem. Yeah. Getting a photo with a bear, no problem. Eating the bear, no problem. Putting a GoPro on a spear, man, you've crossed some fucking lines. So that's just common sense. I think we, we'd all agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clint, what are you thinking? No, I agree. You know, <laughs> I, I do. I, I mean, is it is it an ethical way to hunt? Yeah, sure. Is it is it what the general public is ready to see? Probably not. No. Uh, so. Well, and you, you talked about like hogs in, in Texas. Oh, man. Them. You can get fucked up quick. Oh, yeah. Bad. Yeah. If you ever want to interrogate someone, bring them out there in the dark <laughs> next to one a, a hog, right? Sounds and like I'll the just, devil in the bushes. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Well, you saw the video. I did post one where I shot one with a stick and had to jump over the top yep, of it. Yep. Yep. Well, my, my wife, the day before, uh, she didn't know they'll, they'll beat the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. And so I literally, it's coming. It's like a 270 pound boar. It's coming straight at her. And I'm trying to grab her shoulder because she's just standing there during the headlights like, oh, a deer would never run into you. It's got to be the same. Scotty no. threw her out of the way. We got done. I'm like, hey, these will cut your fucking leg off. Yeah. And she's like, really? And I'm like, we're not talking about a, a doe here. Like, so we got down and had, you know, the tusks, the, tusks, the big yeah. cutters. And I'm like, they clip your calf. It'll cut it in half. Mm-hmm. And she just didn't, didn't, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but she didn't know that and and she didn't have any problem with that hunt now is that something that i filmed no we posted a photo of it and she wanted to try the meat we took it the meat and we ended up grinding it up um was is that that could have been bad a hundred percent i could have promoted that totally different than we did correct but if we promoted it guys asked how we cook it you can wrap bacon with bacon and it still tastes like shit um (laughs) i grind up the Man, pigs. we've put we've put hogs on a smoker hole. Yeah, and you want to talk about good? Yeah, it so, is oh, awesome. Really? Oh, we. Dang, I was yeah. gonna say that way. Guys have told me. So what I did is I actually I I, I made it into jerky sticks, mm-hmm. and it's a different flavor. Mm-hmm. But you hear guys um, again when you talk about the correct promotion. Antelope tastes horrible. That's because your dumbass threw it in the back of the truck and yeah. left it there too long. Right, hogs or, are no different. Yep. Antelope's the best. Yeah, you got to take care of them accordingly. <laughs> and, Why do you um, put an S on all the animals? Do I? Antelopes? You say, I, say I antelopes? think you said it yesterday. Antelopes. Chinese. El- elks yeah. and deers. <laughs> <laughs> Call them elks and deers, man. Oh. Damn it, what Rob did... Rob just said you were the most well-spoken and you're over here saying antelopes. <laughs> what's that, on, uh, what's that uh, letter, Kenny? He adds oh. S to everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lord. Rob, we should, it's uh, been an hour and 45 minutes. Rob, you got anything you want to add? <clears throat> nope. Been a good discussion. Okay. You were a good devil's advocate. Well, I don't know about that. I agreed a little bit too much, I think. Well, we didn't say anything stupid. So, Clint, you got anything you want to add? No, all good. I've cool. enjoyed it for sure. Cool. Man, I appreciate you coming in. We're sucking up your day here, but Frank? all good. Yeah, no, thank thank you, you guys bet, for, for being on. And uh, I think uh, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. But don't if your be, opinion sucks, d- you're going to have some. Yeah, blowback. don't be. Uh, <laughs> don't expect any. Not to have any blowback, but 
um, my simple response or uh, resolution to this is if you don't like it, don't follow it. Have a simple life. Amen to that. Anything? No, I think we covered it. So, Clint, we do need to get you back on and actually talk about hunting at some point. Yeah, Especially your, your elk story, because that sounded horrible. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Thank God for life insurance, I'll say that. <laughs> so, uh, all right, everybody, appreciate tuning in. Um, if you're going to post comments uh, on this, and I encourage people to do, uh, to do that uh, when, we, when we get this up, please keep them respectful. Um, let's not turn the, the comment section into a shit show. If you have views and thoughts, please keep those respectful. Um, as much as possible. Uh, and, and I'd like to hear, you know, everyone's feedback. Um, uh, Blood Origins, I, I, let's help their numbers. Um, and and I, 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 it's the Blood Origins podcast. I think it's episode 144 with um, Matt Ranella. They have Matt on there. You can listen to that and then, and then post. Don't listen to this and post. Listen to that one and this one, and let's get your feedback, um, you know, maybe on that. Like, get, be fully informed before you just dive in, so... Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Rob, thank you. We'll talk soon. You bet.